that will help you edit what you wear and what you don't wear. If they're all in disarray and and out of order, it's just harder to see what you live in the most. So we've had, you know, men who have 15, 20 black V-neck t-shirts because that's what they wear all the time. But until they were in order, it's hard to see, oh, this is definitely my favorite. Yeah, this one looks worn. This one is old. And then you can make those kind of healthy choices of what do I get rid of? What do I keep? Welcome to the Big Kid Problems Podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world, and as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another week and another episode of the Big Kid Problems podcast. For those of you new here, I'm your host, Sarah Merrill Hall. I'm the voice behind the comical Big Kid Problems Instagram, Twitter, blog, and obviously this podcast. Welcome to the freaking show. Guys, spring has sprung, kind of, and you may be feeling the weight of seasonal depression lifting from your shoulders, maybe enjoying a little bit more sunshine now that daylight savings time has flipped. And you know what that means? It's time for a little spring cleaning action. This is always a good time to purge stuff clogging up your space and get a little organized, which is why I invited Holly Trepka from Neat Method on the show today. If you guys don't know Neat Method, oh my God. Okay. So you need to go over to Instagram right now and follow. It's like over 30s porn is the best way I can describe it. They are an organizational company that goes in and reorganizes spaces. And I don't know why, but like I could watch that shit all day long. I love organizational TikTok. I've recently gotten into restocking videos which is so weird. If you haven't seen those, you should just take a take a little deep dive into TikTok and check those out. But anyways, something about organizing a space is just so therapeutic and rewarding. And it can actually help us feel calmer and more zen in our daily lives. There's some quote that's like, the clutter in your space is a reflection of the clutter in your brain. And I think that is so true. So if you're looking around your space and it's a hot mess, it's okay. But now is the perfect time to turn that shit around. So I actually met Holly, our guest today, because I had Neat Method come to my house a few weeks ago. We actually moved into a new house about two months ago. But let me tell you, like, Do not recommend moving anywhere when you're six months pregnant. I literally just threw stuff in boxes from my old house, like didn't go through anything. And then when it came time to unpack, I was so overwhelmed. I basically unpacked like two boxes of clothes and was like, well, I guess this is just what I need to live with from here on out because I can't, I just can't do this. So long story short, I got connected to Holly from Neat Method Nashville to come help us out. And it was incredible. Like she came in with a full team and just unpacked and reorganized everything. And I realized that there are methods that they use to really maximize each space. So today she's going to teach us some of these methods and help us all get a little bit more organized and tidy in honor of spring cleaning season. You guys know I love an episode with tangible tips, and this one is just chock full of them. So get cozy, and we will be right back with Holly Trepka from Neat Method. While we're spring cleaning our exterior spaces, let's take a look at what's going into our bodies too. Did you know over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s? Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diet of women ages 18 plus. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. 
I first started taking Ritual Vitamins a few years ago. I'm a big, big fan. I keep my bottle right next to my coffee pot so I know to take it first thing in the morning. And weirdly, that's like one of the things I love most about Ritual. You don't have to wait to take it with food, so it's easy to remember. It also has this like nice little minty fresh flavor that is pleasant and goes down smooth. It's not like taking some giant horse multivitamin that you kind of hate taking. It's just all easy peasy. And the benefits are staggering. I mean, in a clinical trial, the essential for women 18 plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. I mean, that's huge. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash BKP and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash BKP. All right, guys, welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I'm joined now by Holly Trepka of Neat Method Nashville. Welcome to the show, girlfriend. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. So fun to have you back in my house. I actually had Holly here uh, a couple of weeks ago to help Mm -hmm. me organize. It was life-changing. You said it was like the best... Well, the third best day of your life it was like the best compliment I've ever received. I think you said wedding, baby, and then that day. Which yeah. You did have a massage too. So it wasn't all us, but that was like the highest compliment I think I've ever gotten. It was pretty magical. I did feel bad because you were here with a whole team of people like organizing our life and I was getting a no, massage. That's the point. The other that's why we're called luxury organizers. Like we do the work for you. So that you should was... be hands off and come in and just be surprised and feel lighter with what we do. Yes. I felt like a queen. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) Um, For anybody who doesn't know Neat Method, can Mm -hmm. you tell us like a little bit about what this is? Give us a little background on you, how you got into this? Because I mean, I didn't know this was like a career path you could do. I didn't either. So, (laughs) um, okay. Let me take it back a little. So my previous life was in a corporate job. And you know, for your listeners who you talk about like the big kid problems, like part of that is sometimes realizing as an adult, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So I was stuck in a job that did not fulfill me. I mean, it it was golden handcuffs of it's a good job, pays well. But at the end of the day, like I just, I didn't enjoy it. I had no fulfillment. So I finally left and decided what I wanted to do. And I had some friends say, you should be an organizer. And like you said, I didn't really know that was a thing or a career or that it would turn into what it is today. So started looking into companies and came across Neat Method. So at the time, this is about three years ago, they were in 35 cities and had been around eight or nine years. So this is a company that was started by two women out in California who eventually franchised, you know, one market led into two, led into three, led into 30, and now we're in a hundred cities. So Neat Method is technically like the largest home organizing company, but every market is an individually owned market. So I opened Nashville said three years ago, and never would I have imagined that it would be as explosive as it has been. You know, we have so many people moving to Nashville that has helped, you know, people are now spending more time in their homes post COVID. Mm. So, you know, rooms that you would walk right by before because we were so busy and active. Now you're home and you're staring at it going, what am I going to do with this room? (laughs) Or if I didn't do anything in the four weeks I was home, I'm going to call on a professional to help. And so... Now I've got a full team of seven ladies that help organize and we stay pretty busy in Nashville. So, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. So wait, so your friends were like, you should go into organizing. Are you just like a very organized person? (laughs) Evidently. Um, (laughs) I'm definitely the type A, the Enneagram one. I'm black and white as far as things to me like fit in a box, Mm. in a space. Like I'm way better at packing the car (laughs) than my husband, you know, on a road trip. He would throw stuff in. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, golf clubs are going to go here and this suitcase, like, let me at it. Like I can make this function and play Tetris way better than you can. So three years ago, we had renovated our own house and I was putting all my things back away and doing the drawers and doing the closets. And kind of that was really the spark of, wait a minute, people would hire someone to come in and do their own spaces. And once I started the market and I really started, you know, getting busy, I would leave jobs going, 
I can't believe that people are hiring me to do this. It's so easy. This is the best, like before and after. This is so fulfilling. You know, you start with one thing and you end with another and your clients are happy and you're happy and you like have this instant satisfaction. And I just felt like it was so natural to me. And then I realized that it's not natural for everyone. Oh, no, it is not. (laughs) You know, am I just organized? Like, yes, but it's like literally in my nature to see things that way and to kind of solve problems for people. And I think that's my favorite part is I, you know, it's us coming in with a second set of eyes saying, well, we don't live here, but here's an empty space. Here's a different way to set things up. And when you live in it, it's just harder to to do your own or see your own space. It, it really is. Yeah. And I'm, I feel like I am, I do not have that bone in my body. So like I admire it yeah. in other people. But for some reason, I don't know. And I've, I I maybe even use this as a crutch to be mm-hmm. like, well, I'm just, I'm not dirty, but I'm just not mm-hmm. organized. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference. Right. Like my stuff is clean, but it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, people always assume or ask like, your house must be perfect all the time. And I am my own worst critic. I will come home after jobs and just go, oh my gosh, there's shoes and stuff in the dish, you know, dishes in the sink. I have two kids and a husband and a dog. So our house is very active and busy. So it is not perfect all the time, but we have implemented systems, which is what we do for our clients to where you can quickly reset and things go Mm. back where they're supposed to go and you can find things. But it doesn't mean that we live this Instagram perfect, you know, every drawer you're going to open my house at all times looks like a 10 out of 10. (laughs) I would like to say that's the case, but you know, Sometimes I'm busy doing other people's houses and I neglect my own. Yeah. Well, that's something I realized once you guys came in here and helped us get a little organized. I'm like, once it is put together Mm -hmm. and it makes sense and things are like in a better flow state Mm -hmm. and, you know, everything has a a space for it. It is so much easier to keep it that way. Right. Which I think is huge. And that's kind of what I wanted to get you here today Mm -hmm. to help us do. Because, you know, it's spring. It's like spring cleaning Mm -hmm. season. This is like a good time to kind of reevaluate our spaces. And I think maybe if we get some tips and like can help us organize some certain spaces, maybe we can actually freaking keep it this way. Right. (laughs) Well, DIY is definitely, you know, one of the options for organizing. We even help people virtually if they maybe don't have the budget or the time or different location to have someone come in and do it, we can still talk it out. And sometimes it's just like hiring a personal trainer to say, do these exercises for this outcome. You just need someone to give you like the blueprints to do it. And so these could be tips that anyone can literally take and do themselves when they feel inspired or have the time. Yeah, that is so great. And I honestly think that it like helps with your mental state too. Like, Mm -hmm. do you think like having a neat organized space like changes stuff in your your life? I do. I always tell people the two biggest places are your pantry and your closet, which is two that we worked on for you because you you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So if you start every day not knowing what to eat or at the end of the day or going shopping, you know, you're just in that space all the time. Or if you leave for work and you can't find what you're wanting to wear or you just leave the day with that heaviness of, oh, this place is a wreck. And when I get home, it's going to be a wreck versus I found what I needed. I got something to eat. I got my coffee. Take a look back. It all looks clean or at least hidden. Mm -hmm. And then you can walk out the door. You're not carrying that with you for the day. So we try to provide like that calmness Mm -hmm. before you start whatever hectic thing you have to do that day. Yeah. I've noticed like a huge difference too. I'm just like, ah, I walk into my closet. I'm like, oh, that's where this is. It's wonderful. Um, Okay. So let's, I kind of want to, I figured the best way to do this is if we just go like room by room, because I feel like it's probably going to be different, you know, methods for each area. They probably all have their own separate tips. But I think the biggest one, and at least for me, like my biggest mess Mm -hmm. is pretty concentrated in my closet and bedroom. Okay. So when you go into somebody's closet or bedroom, Mm -hmm. uh, where do you usually start? Like, are you starting with clothes? Like where, where, like give us, give us the play by play. Okay. I will say organizing is very personal. So the one thing doesn't match your neighbor next door because maybe they work from home and their wardrobe is different. You know, two people getting up at different times might affect how we set up a closet if you need to get in there and, you know, a doctor needs to get his scrubs and get out the door at 5 a.m. and not wake up his wife. Like that's going to be different than two corporate people putting on suits and getting out the door at the same time. So you got to figure out what the flow is. So we ask 
clients a lot of questions about what do you wear? You want that to be the easiest access. Mm. You know, for you, it was leggings. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> yeah. it's it's easy and stretchy right now. So those should be those shouldn't be up high. That should be easy access. We talk about prime real estate. Mm. That's that's like any space that you're in. Whatever you have the easiest access to, kitchen, bathroom, closet. That should be the stuff that you're wearing and using all the time. And then you can go up high with the stuff that's seasonal or you know, during COVID, people stopped wearing heels. Mm-hmm. So all those sexy, you know, stilettos is like, oh, I don't want to get rid of them. But yeah, I never, ever, ever wear those. So <laughs> put them up high and they can look pretty. But if you're wearing, you know, sneakers every day, as most people are, make that front and center. Mm. So you really need to think about how you're using stuff before you start to organize. And so I'll break down kind of the three steps, which I think you'll see are common, even though you said each space is different. There's kind of a method every time. So one is to empty a space to kind of start with a clean slate. Now in a closet, I don't mean you have to take every single hanger out of the room and start with a literal empty closet, but I would say empty the drawers, clean everything. So you have all the clothes, like go ahead and unpack bags. So you see everything that you have. If you have shoes downstairs, bring those together. So you're seeing all of the things. Oof. Then you want to put them in categories. Well, wait, first yep. you mentioned cleaning stuff. So like cleaning like your actual like inside your drawers and everything or just like cleaning your actual like clothes oh, and shoes. like washing your clothes. Okay. Like making sure that you don't do all this and you have two loads of laundry uh, and you folded all your leggings and then you're like, oh, but I have 20 more pair to fit in the store. So you need to see the full inventory of what you own. Gotcha. So you get start getting things in categories, you know, the leggings, the workout gear, your short dresses, long dresses. If it's him, it's his polo shirts, his button-up shirts, his hoodies, like whatever is the categories, because that will help you edit what you wear and what you don't wear. If they're all in disarray and and out of order, it's just harder to see what you live in the most. Mm-hmm. So we've had you know men who have 15, 20 black V-neck t-shirts because that's what they wear all the time. <laughs> but until they were in order, it's hard to see, oh, this is definitely my favorite. Yeah, this one looks worn. This one is old. And then you can make those kind of healthy choices of what do I get rid of? What do I keep? People are sometimes scared that an organizer is going to make them get rid of half their stuff, which is not true. But if you're tight on space or you want things to look different, like there is a little editing that Mm -hmm. is going to be involved because we all have things that we've hung on to for various reasons. (laughs) And, you know, if you're going to take this leap to really edit things out and purge a little, this would be the time to do it. Do you have any like rules of thumb when it comes to wearing something? Because like I've heard like if you haven't worn it in a year, you should get rid of it. So I have had clients who flip their hangers backwards at a season. And if you never flipped it back the right way, then that means you didn't wear it. So if you really (laughs) need to have like a check-in of do I want this or not? You know, a lot of people are sentimental and emotional about, you know, a favorite college t-shirt or my mom gave it to me or it still has tags on it. So you kind of have to be real with yourself on, did I buy it because it was a good deal? Did I, do I just love it and I haven't had a place to wear it? I have so many of these things that have been sitting in my closet. I have, I have like forever 21 dresses that were like $20 from like eight years ago. And I'm like, I can't get rid of it. (laughs) I mean, if it's your favorite and you're going to wear it again. No, I'm not. Keep it. It doesn't even fit. It has zero, like. Like I'm just, I've been looking at it for, I'm thinking of this one specific black dress, but I have a lot of um, memories with it right? because I wore it to everything. It was like when I was first got to New York and I was super broke and um, I wore it to everything. It was Mm -hmm. just like a simple black dress from forever 21, but it's like in tatters. Right. It's eight years old. You know, if it's like your like security blanket, like keep it. I mean, it's kind of a memory (laughs) of like how far you've come. It just doesn't mean that those things have to live and take up that prime real estate right. in your closet. Okay. So maybe not the one dress, but if you had 10 of those, you could just take them off, put them in a little container up high that, you know what, every now and then you might look at and it brings you a, a warmth of good memories, but <laughs> you're not going to wear it. So don't put it front and center and have to go by it every day and be like, oh, there's that dress, I'm not wearing it, but yeah. still looking at it. Yep. So Okay. That's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then other than that in closets, this kind of goes back to the rule of what we're doing. We're pulling everything out, we're categorizing, and then you measure for what we call products you need. So for you, we've used drawer dividers, we use some bins, some baskets, and you guys were looking at a dresser, which we kind of assumed would house a lot of stuff. Hmm. And as you saw at the end of the day, 
because we edited, because we like were smart with where we put things high or low in your closet, you really didn't have that much leftover that needed a dresser. Mm -hmm. So I say that because we don't want people to run out and think the first solution is I have to go to the container store or Target or I'm at TJ Maxx and I need all of these things because you may not need those things. So you want to measure before you go to the store Mm. and you want to kind of have an idea of what you need because it's going to be specific for that space. Yeah. I will say, because like I've never had that in any of my... (laughs) former spaces but like the drawer dividers Mm -hmm. have been so life-changing I feel like I can just see my clothes better and like it's easier to fit more stuff in a in a drawer and that's an easy fix that's something that you can carry with you to the next house to the next space Mm -hmm. but it gives function for the drawer for everything to have a place especially if you have like a really deep drawer and things are just going to get lost or just tossed in a big stack on top of each other File folding is a phrase that you're going to hear from organizers, which is what we did in your drawers. What's it? Say it again. File folding. Just like a file drawer. Yeah. Pull it out and everything's front to back versus up and down. Yes. So if it's up and down, a stack of t-shirts, you're going to wear the top two. You're going to wash them and put them right back and yep. never see what's on the bottom. So you could literally take the whole stack and turn it, sorry, front to back. Mm-hmm. And then it's like an inventory. So you can see exactly... Yes. What you have. And then, so that's the same for your leggings, your, you know, onesies that you're going to have. You're going to see those t-shirts, bathing uh, suits. I love how you anything. did even like we have like a, a top drawer and it's divided by like tank top, mm-hmm. t-shirt, long sleeve. Right. And I'm like, I can't believe how life changing that's right. been. Yeah. You know, like it's just so much easier. To- and that's, that's kind of taking organizing to the next level. You know, we, we labeled all of the, all of those spaces because we wanted to set you up with a system we knew that we did that. We knew that those were tank tops and t-shirts, but unless it was labeled, which is that final step of organizing, that is what creates the system. Mm. Otherwise you kind of forget or like the tank top slips in with the others or you just forget what we told you that day and it's hard to to maintain it. So labels are the key to creating a system that everybody can maintain. Mm-hmm. Your mom comes in to help you with the baby. She's like, I'm going to do your laundry. I'll help you put it away. <laughs> Guess what? She's going to know exactly what goes where and she didn't mess up a system because it's it's labeled. You listening to that, mom? So I was going to say, mom, <laughs> do your laundry. Follow my system. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, no, that has been that has been huge. Do you also, um, do you, because I, I, I was looking at this, but do you, because it's spring now, mm-hmm. would you suggest like putting all your winter clothes in a separate space or do you keep everything in the same room? Mm-hmm. Like, do you do you switch things out for seasonality? It, it it depends on the person's space. If they have a large enough closet that you don't have to do that, then you're still putting things in categories. So your t-shirts are going to be separate from your sweaters, from your coats. But if you are tight on space, that is one of the two options is seasonally swap. And twice a year, you're taking things in and out, which we live in a spot with four seasons and that kind of makes sense. Um, or if you just have to create more space, then you have to think smart about, you know, where do you have more storage? I think you asked about when you live in New York and you're tight on space, where do you get creative? So that might mean under the bed storage, oh yeah, behind the door storage, you know, putting things in bins that are way up high and bringing those in and out, you know, swapping your bathing suits for your winter hats. Those are something easy that, you know, in New York, you're not using that in December. (laughs) And you know, in July, you're not using, you know, scarves and hats. So you could definitely easily swap those accessories out. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm thinking back to my closet in New York. It was my whole apartment in New right. York was the size of the room we're sitting in now. Right. <laughs> it was like, I think back to all the shit I was able to fit in there. I'm like, right. that was unbelievable. Well, that's what happens. When you get more space, you use that space. And people kind of bleed out a little bit when you get to stretch your legs, then you hang on to more things. Or, you know, they just take up more room because you're not confined to having to, you know, maybe use those vacuum seal bags or stick things in hidden places because you just are out of out of space. While we're getting our lives more organized, how about we get a little more organized with our grocery shopping and meal prepping too, okay? 
Trying to plan on what to make for dinner every night can be stressful, which is why I love ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a subscription service that takes the guesswork out of finding high quality, more ethical and sustainable meat. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, and more. Their sourcing decisions are made holistically, keeping the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. And I just freaking love the convenience of ButcherBox and having everything shipped to my door. It shaves off so much time at the grocery store every week and just makes life easier. Each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose, which is enough for 24 individual meals. And you can customize your own box or just go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. This is your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again. That's right. ButcherBox is giving new members free ground beef for life. Plus, get a 10% off coupon. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash BKP and get two pounds of ground beef free and every order for the life of your membership plus a $10 off coupon. Log on to butcherbox.com slash BKP to claim the steal. I was going to ask you when it comes to things, and we talked about it a little bit, but just things that you should probably let go of. Like, mm-hmm. do you have any policy on socks that don't have partners <laughs> or like, you know, clothes that don't fit anymore? Like I'm looking at, I mean, I just, I even made a reel about it on Instagram, but like taking all the clothes, like my pre-pregnancy mm-hmm. clothes, which is basically like 90% of my closet doesn't fit. Right. Currently, know? but that doesn't mean it won't. <laughs> yes, exactly. So one day. I would say big transitions, like obviously having a baby, moving, just anything that's like a big life change. Don't do anything too drastic, but give yourself kind of that yes, no, maybe. Mm. So this is a good tip for anybody that might be moving and they're like, they have all this stuff and they don't know how to get it to the next place. As you're kind of editing, you have your for sure keeps like, yes, I love it. That's going with me. You have your absolute like, no, whole, doesn't fit, don't like it, never wore it. And then the maybes. And you could you could kind of wait on the maybes. Come back a few days later with a different mindset and go, okay, now that I've thought about it or I see it out of its element, do I want it? And you can kind of contemplate that pile Mm. and take a little more time or maybe it needs to go in a bin for a little while and then like I said like the forever 21 dress (laughs) you didn't see it every day and then you know what by the time the baby comes and you have more stuff and it's a year or two from now you're gonna go isn't that funny I kept that dress and now I'm ready to get rid of it because it wasn't part of your everyday life you realized I didn't see it I didn't need it yeah and it's time to move on. Yes. Okay. I think that's a, a really good rule of thumb. Okay. Let's move on to the kitchen and pantry. Cause okay. I know you said that's another huge mm-hmm. space that, you know, will drive you nuts mm-hmm. if it's yes. not in order. Um, let's go there. So any general okay. rules you live by when it comes to that Pantry. area? Pantries are my favorite. I always say they're the gateway to organizing. <laughs> it's where people like tip their toe in like, oh, I've seen on Instagram a cool pantry. Let's start there. Let me see if my husband lets me do this or not. And then before you know it, the husband's like, can they do my garage? Can they do my <laughs> closet? Can they do my office? And so pantries are my favorite because they're actually less emotional than clothes, memories, kid spaces. It is, it's either good or it's expired. And you don't have to do a whole lot of thinking of, oh gosh, am I going to use that pasta? I don't know. Should I keep it? I mean, you're either going to eat it or you're not. And if it's expired, it doesn't mean anything's gross or, you know, gosh, I feel so awkward that I I let this get hidden. I mean, some food just expires quickly. I think I told you organic stuff, mm-hmm. the flour and sugar, that stuff doesn't have a long shelf life. But the expiration date helps you realize I bought it and I didn't use it. So do I even want to replace it? Because I've, it's just not been in our regular rotation. Oh my so, God. I have to say, when you came over and you showed me all the expired stuff in our pantry, was everybody's like, got oh it. Oh my God, this yeah. is embarrassing. Well, some people have different thresholds. Some, you know, are very organic and they're like, absolutely not. I'm not putting that in my body. And others are like, ah, it's a date. You know, it's still good. Like, that's why we ask, like, what's your threshold? If it's, if it's two years, I'm like, yeah, you probably haven't eaten that in two years. If it's, <laughs> It expired last month and you still want to eat it up. I think it's probably okay. Yeah. So some people, we just ask before we toss anything. And are those, that's different for different items. So I feel like a month expired of like almond flour would be mm-hmm. different than like a month expired like milk. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Anything in the fridge is actually a little bit of a different story. Okay, okay. But, um, you know, some people feel like spices stay fresh even after their date. Oh, my God. Um, did we look at this? Our spi- I think our spices are pretty... I don't know. I don't think we did your spices. I was going to oh, say. We did the, yes, we did because we moved your spices. Remember, he said, why are they in that drawer? And we moved them closer to the stove, which... I just learned like maybe a year ago that spices expire. Like if, when I go back to my house, like my, my mom's house, mm-hmm. like she's had like the same Cinnamon. salt and pepper oh, right. from like for 25 yeah. years like, since I was a baby. Well, like, what's funny is we can pull spices out of some places and we know by the literal logo, we're like, that's Kroger from 25 years. Like I remember <laughs> that as a kid. That's not even what their logo looks like now. Like that one could probably <laughs> go. That like, is my mother's house. Yeah. And, you know, spices are a thing that... um you know, it's not for everybody, but some people love, they want the jars to match. And we do that. We'll like put everything in matching jars, matching labels. And you know what? If that makes you feel good, open that drawer. And when you cook, gives you a sense of zen. Like, absolutely. Let's put your spices in matching containers and, and labels. That's kind of next level. That's not next level. everybody yeah. wants that, but it's a thing. And we do a good <laughs> bit of it. So, all right, let's go back to the pantry. Yes. It's really that same process. You empty it. It looks a little cake chaotic yeah i told you and brandon like watch out like we've made a mess of your kitchen for a little bit but as we pull it out we're putting things in categories like here's all your breakfast stuff here's all of your grains and pastas here's your smoothie stuff um this is the dog stuff eventually you're gonna have the baby stuff and the snacks and gluten-free like we want to get everything in its categories we've measured so that's how we know what products are going to fit what's best for your space we kind of have our tried and true products that go into a lot of pantries like can risers and spinners and mm-hmm. certain bins and baskets. And for Neat Method, we do a very um, collaborative mix of products. It's not just all acrylics. We have our own line, but we use things that you can get at other stores to kind of mix and match and let it feel like it's a little bit of a de- design space and not just whatever you happen to come across at TJ Maxx. <laughs> so... Again, that's actually an important piece. So people like can go to Neat Method and mm-hmm. order like these specific organizers and yeah. know that, like they're going to look good. Yeah, it's an e-commerce site. So you can order directly from us and ship to your house. If you live in a city with a Bloomingdale's or Anthropology, some of those stores actually stock some Neat Method product. And it's it's definitely got a little bit more design element than mm-hmm. some things that you see um, just at your local stores. And I, I love a TJ Maxx. I'm not bashing TJ Maxx, but the problem is you usually get like a nested set of three, like a small, medium, large, which doesn't mean that's what you need in your house. Or you buy three baskets and you actually needed four. And <laughs> I don't know if you've ever gone on the TJ Maxx hunt of trying to find something oh, yeah. at another store. It's painful. <laughs> like you're like, surely this location's going to have that random basket that I need. And so we kind of stick to the same store so that the, the inventory, if you needed more, you can go back and get it yeah, later on. That's a good, that's a good yeah. plus. So back to the pantry, the last thing again, you've you've done your categories, you've picked your products, it all goes back in with a label. Because hmm. then it makes sense when you're looking for what do I want for breakfast? What are we having for dinner? You're going right into where that spot is. And it helps you grocery shop. Yep. You know, the investment in organizing your pantry means you're not going to the store. Maybe I should pick that up. You come home and you have three of them and you just didn't even know that they were in there. I've been so guilty of that. Yes. And so you could even snap a picture now of your pantry, go to the store and kind of zoom in like, oh, that bin is empty. And we usually have a lot of that type of pasta or the cereal container is empty. I better pick something up while I'm here. So uh, that's smart. That helps. I need to keep a picture of our pantry. I was just at the grocery store the other day and I probably text Brandon like eight different times. I'm like, do we have mustard? Right. Do we have soy sauce? <laughs> do we have this? He's like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> that's smart. And then any other like general rules of thumb for the space? Because I remember when you came into ours, you were like, I want to get everything off your counters because mm-hmm. we have just like shit all over mm-hmm. our counters. Yep. Is that like a, a, a thing you usually That's do? That's at least like the baseline. If everything has a home, if you have it back on the counter for everyday life, that's fine. But then when you want to have guest over or a party, you know where it lives. So like the Vitamix, some people make a smoothie every day and it's, it's inconvenient to pull it in and out. Mm. But if you want it on the counter, so you make sure you use it every day, that's great. But if we found it a perfect spot, maybe that means we had to move a shelf that happens a lot in, in kitchens. People have like bottles leaned over. They're like, it, it won't fit. And we literally go in and move pegs and like, 
raise a shelf and now that big bulky like stock pot fits or the crock pot fits. Mm. I think I actually did that where you had your crock pot now that I say that. Yeah. Remember the door wouldn't shut? Yep. <laughs> so I just like raised the shelf, whatever was up there, went higher so the crock pot could scoot oh. in a little bit. So, See, I didn't even realize. Yeah, that's a trick. Oh just my move, gosh. Move your shelves. Okay, that's genius. Um, so yeah, just a clear space. Again, it kind of goes back to that chaotic morning if you if everything can be hidden behind a door or in a drawer and it goes to its place kind of lets you feel a little better than looking out and yeah seeing it. I, I remember, like I know we had stuff on our counters like we had like a knife thing mm -hmm. we had like all of our like oils like out on mm -hmm. the counter and like you even just put those away and mm -hmm. it's like amazing how it just like opens up yeah the, the knives space. for sure one of the everybody's got a knife block and now they make these really awesome in drawer knife locks and if you have the space for it it's just it's easier honestly and it's just one less thing to look at <laughs> yeah you i think you told us you're like you guys are adults now you need to put your <laughs> knives away i'm like okay touche. well you know there's also like i mean we have a giant island that's kind of the trend now too is like the center of the kitchen is that big island which can be a catch-all like you end up sitting there kids do homework there the mail comes in so it's a good idea to have a drop zone <sighs> Maybe it's a little basket. Maybe it's bigger we basket. To, we have to talk about the drop zone for <laughs> yeah. a second because that has been game changing for us. Our our drop zone, because I we get shipped stuff all the time. I'm ordering on Amazon. I'm like, I don't even know what's coming, mm -hmm. but we just get packages, mail every single day and it always ends up on our dining room table. Right. And that was what something you guys came in. You're like, no, we're going to set a whole separate mm -hmm. drop zone. You put it in our closet. And I'm like, how have we lived like this. is it working yeah well okay. it's actually overflowing right oh, now okay um you have a just, lot going on so that'll yeah be it. that's a pass we just but. moved and we're like getting all of our baby stuff right. in so it is literally overflowing but i'm like Brendan and i were talking about that maybe like a week after you guys left mm -hmm. i'm like the drop zone is such a game changer good yeah well really any system like that um when something gets full, that's kind of your attention spot this happens a lot with kids artwork that's always <laughs> a big question so He's going to come home one day with, you know, cute little fingerprints on something and a handprint. And you're, what do I keep? What do I not keep? If you come up with a, like, immediate solution of it comes in the door and I put it in this bin, mm. then you don't really have to address that bin until it's full. And then take an afternoon to go, okay, now I have a whole collection and I can weed out what to keep and not keep. And then it starts over instead of just giant piles that you, before you know it in two months, you're like, I don't even know what this stuff is. So <laughs> hide it until it's full. And then you can address it. Okay. That's yeah. that's good to know. And one thing I noticed too that you guys did in our pantry that I thought was really helpful is like you decanted everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's such like a neat method technique. It is. And you can go, you know, as hardcore as you want to with that. We have clients that love the look and they want it more styled or maybe they have open shelves in like a butler's pantry or scullery it looks really cool because it's kind of on display yeah but it's functional yes for and, anyone who doesn't know what decanting is it's basically like taking stuff out of a package and putting it in like all a pretty mm -hmm. you know little jar yeah. or something and so what we have is acrylic but we also have glass some people you know it just depends on their lifestyle if you have little bitty kids and you're worried about your flour and sugar you know if they help you bake you may not want glass because you don't want that falling and obviously shattering but the acrylic is food safe and usually what most people kind of lean towards. But mm -hmm. if, if you want glass, we have that option too. So I always suggest your baking essentials be decanted because you can see what you have. You don't end up with all these little bags of different kinds of flour and sugar. And they look pretty. Yeah. Um, the next thing is cereal, which I don't think y'all had cereal. But some families have four or five boxes with a lot of kids. Or you just like cereal. And that's one of those things that if you pick it up and it's empty, it's so infuriating when <laughs> someone didn't throw the box away mm -hmm. or you didn't know that you were out. So cereal just, it looks better in a canister. And then I know you guys eat a lot of nuts. Yeah. So that's kind of the next thing that people love to decant is if you, if that's what you snack on or you put in salads, dried fruit, you can put all of those in jars or people like all their different pastas. Yep. So it's really, a, it's a mix. It's uh, a design element, but it's functional too. Yes. I just thought that like, I'm like, when I open my pantry now, I'm like, we are so a fish. Like we have oh, like, all of our fishful. jars. Yes. I'm like, this is amazing. But if you see it, it honestly makes you make probably better choices. Oh if, yeah. If eating, snacking on nuts is, 
you know, in your daily routine, like you go in there and you visually see it and you kind of think about that instead of digging into maybe a, a bin that's a little more guilty. Yeah. You know, my, um, I think we also have snacks. a separate bin just for my mac and cheese. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you have a lot of mac and cheese in here. <laughs> Welcome to pregnancy. When I went on a purging spree of all my beauty supplies, I really put a focus on clean beauty. That is why I love Thrive Cosmetics. They are high-performance beauty and skincare products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. No parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. The product that first got me hooked is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It is their best-selling product with more than 20 thousand five-star reviews. But not only is it just like a great ultra-lengthening, eye-opening mascara, it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking. And I cannot stress this enough, it's super easy to remove. Sometimes when I wear other mascaras, I feel like I just have these like smudgy raccoon eyes by the end of the day. Sometimes for even a few days because, you know, the stuff won't come off. But this Thrive Cosmetics mascara is just magic. Their tubing formula slides right off with warm water and a washcloth with no soap required. One other thing I love about the brand is that cause is in the name for a reason. Every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive, from helping women emerging from homelessness to surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. If I'm going to spend some money on a great mascara, I love knowing that my dollars are going to a good place. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash bigkid. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash bigkid for 15% off your first order. Okay, so last room I wanted to go on because I feel like this is another one that a lot of people have issues with. I'm very guilty of this one is the bathroom. My bathroom, I mean, I share it now with Brandon and he's always like horrified at the things going on on the counter. Like there's just, there's so much. We're women. We have a lot of things, products. We have a lot of things. Usually the guys have like a drawer. Yeah. Like a brush, deodorant, a razor, maybe contacts. And they're like, I'm good. That's that's all that I need. So, And I'm like, here's my 15-step skincare exactly. routine that sits out on the counter. Yes. Taking up all this room. So so help us out. Okay. Um, in the bathroom, where do we start? So again, clear counters are the, pre- the preference, but that's just not always realistic depending on your space. And for some people too, the regimen, just like, you know, the mixer you use every day, the, the skincare routine that's every day, it's okay to leave the everyday items out, but make sure it's just what you use. And so that's, it got a little personal because we didn't know which products you were using, you used to use. So if you can weed out the ones that just aren't part of the routine, that's going to help. Mm-hmm. And then you can get creative with how it's displayed. So April Tomlin is a big designer here and she has this new line that I am obsessed with. They're ceramics. And it's part of a bathroom organization. So it sits out and hides your stuff. It's it's genius. Like instead of the acrylics where you just kind of see it all or it's on a tray, they're just these pretty canisters and all of your goods are inside. But if you were to walk by, you're just going to see like this cool looking ceramic sitting there. So Okay, I'm linking that in show notes. Yes. And I want to look at that. Yes, that's, that's new. She's just displayed that. Um, we're going to actually have a bathroom line coming out later this year. Um, so stay tuned on what that is, but I think you could definitely get creative with just things laid out on the counter. Mm-hmm. It could still be what you use every day. doesn't have to be a medicine cabinet on the wall, but just, you know, a little spot of the everyday go-tos and then your back stock you can put underneath or you can put in some drawers. Yeah. You don't need everything every single day. I feel like when when I, in my New York apartment, because it was so small and there was like no storage at all in there. I also, I think I like bought, like bought more storage. Like I, I brought in mm-hmm. like a little dresser right. thing that mm-hmm. had shelves that with the door that closed. I think I like 
you, I'm just thinking of things you can do, like adding like shelves to your wall, mm-hmm. putting product up there or something like that. Like just adding more storage if, you're, if your room right. isn't built for it. And so anytime you're tied on space, if it was your bathroom or closet, we always say you have two options. You can edit because <laughs> if you have less stuff, then you're going to have more space. So if it was the bathroom, like do you have old curling irons that you've kept, but you don't use, or do you have expired products? That's another place that people Ooh. forget Yes. Skincare, if you flip it over, has a little date. It's like a little jar with a 12-month. Your makeup expires. You know, we all have that really dried out mascara that you've had forever. <laughs> You're like, why? I bought a new one. Why did I keep this old mascara? Like, refresh what you have and edit. That mm-hmm. will give you more space. And then if that didn't solve the issue, then you have to create more space. So that means going high, low, behind a door, you know, you can use that wall space, like you said, put in shelves. Yeah. Or I know y'all didn't have a place for linen. So we got a cute floor basket and found a spot, you know, kind of created space for those things to live. But a shelf absolutely above a toilet or just extra space on a bathroom wall. Yeah. And then some things that are shared, kind of back to the man side. If you have a partner because they have less stuff, we try to hijack some of that for the common things, like the back stock of toothpaste, mm, his side, yes. the cleaning products, his side, you know, anything that you're also going to grab that he has plenty of room to add in, like stick that on his side and let yours just be the beauty, the skin, yes. the hair, because we have way more stuff than they do. We really do. Yeah. I noticed that um, <laughs> all, all the like common things, right. even like the first band-aids. aid kit. Exactly. Yeah, all He's that got goes. room for it. Give him the band-aids. Yeah. You don't need those. Exactly. Another thing you guys did in our bathroom that I really liked is utilizing the, uh, the under the mm-hmm. counter space because what I had before was just everything like laying, you know, on the mm-hmm. floor of those cabinets and you like made levels. Right. You had like bins within that under storage space. Well, and it, under the sink is tricky. It really is back to that Tetris puzzle of, okay, there's a pipe here and the sink there, but there's so many products. You just kind of have to figure out what really fits. What is it a drawer? Is it high? And in any space, if you can utilize the height, you're going to gain so much more space instead of it being on the floor. Yeah. I thought that was such a good, a good tip. Oh my gosh. Okay. So these are all, I think this is all super, super helpful. Any other like general rules of thumb to just achieve like a very Zen space? So the first one I say is to start small. Don't, you know, you you listen to this or you're spring cleaning. It's a beautiful day. You're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to tackle <laughs> the basement or the garage or like a huge space. Unless you've really like marked it on your calendar, there's a chance you get overwhelmed or you start this process and then you go, oh my gosh. And you just put it all back and it didn't get done. So don't, don't start too big. Like if you start with a junk drawer or clean out your purse or do your dresser and you feel really good about it. I know even before I was a professional organizer, when I would do a space, it made me feel so darn good. Yeah. I would go back later and just open the cabinets and be like, ah, I've been that. doing that since feels, you guys It just left. feels so <laughs> good. Like I would even bring my husband and be like, look at this, look at underneath our sink. And he's like, great. That's, I'm glad that made you happy. So if you, you know, spark joy, like a little thing made you happy, then you kind of move on to the rest of the kitchen or you move on to the rest of the closet. Um, but I also don't think it's a bad idea to to make a date and know that you're going to do it. It's mm. on your calendar. You marked enough time. You didn't have other obligations because to truly do it the right way, to pull it all out, to edit, start to finish, it takes time. Yeah. So you don't want to necessarily rush the process if you want to really get it right and like do it one good time to get it set up for a system. And then when you want to freshen up the space, it all goes much faster because you've already gotten gotten it in order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. I like that idea of setting time aside because I was I was shocked at even you guys had like a mm-hmm. team of people mm-hmm. over here and it was an all day right. process. Yeah. It is. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and we were honestly, we work really fast. I mean, we unpack houses and within a day, like we're out of the cardboard, boxes are gone and clients are always like, how did you guys do that so fast? Like we're, we're definitely moving quickly, but we also want to really think things out and make sure it's done, you know, with as much thought behind it. Mm-hmm. So smart. 
Um, anything else you would recommend for a proper spring clean? And, and actually, I think this is the biggest thing is once we get things set up the way we want, mm-hmm. like how do we keep it? Mm-hmm. I mean, just really a, a maintenance schedule of if it's your closet, you've got it set maybe seasonally. That's a good time to kind of go in and what did you wear? Maybe you maybe need to pull out that basket that we folded and just kind of give everything a little bit of love, refold it so it's nice and in order. If it's your kitchen every you know few months or grocery store run, maybe empty out the things that you didn't use, check expiration dates. We do a ton of recycling now, which I never really did before we had like a a very organized space. So I let my kids put the groceries away and, you know, bars come out of the box and chips come out of the bag. Like everything comes out of its original packaging. So that's really maintenance on its own because you, you grocery shop, you need to put that stuff away. You wind up with more recycling, but then you're kind of refreshed every time you go to the store. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Holly, thank you so much. I think this is so helpful. And I'm hoping that you guys listening take something away from this episode. So. Yeah. Well, they can always follow Neat Method online on Instagram. We do tons of tips and DIY and just inspiration. We're on Pinterest. Um, locally, I'm Nashville Neat Holly. So if you live in town and are looking for an organizer, again, we can do virtual in person. Um, and because I mentioned Neat Methods in about 100 cities, if your listeners are all over the country, they could look up to see if someone's in their city and hire wherever they may be. Yeah, I would say it was probably one of the best investments we've ever Yay! made. Like Brandon and I were both like, this was worth every oh, single that's such penny. a great testimonial. Thank yes. You. And I love that. Yes. Okay, that's good that, to see where to follow you guys. Cause also when I posted, I posted like some stories of mm-hmm. our space after you guys cleaned it. And I got so many DMs. People are like, this is like over 30s porn. Like, <laughs> like, okay, that's, that's a new one. That's yeah. good. Over 30s porn. Okay. It really is. Like it is. I think it is so fun to watch. And like, it's just very therapeutic to it see is. other things and get yeah. some ideas for your own space. Yeah. We try not to post too many like before because people don't love like their dirty laundry. <laughs> got literally like aired. But sometimes you kind of need to see where things started just to be like, look, guys, we're we're literally all the same. Like we all have this stuff. It gets out of control. But look at how things can end up. So it's not to you know embarrass anyone, but it's just a before and after. And when you can make that big of an impact in a day, yeah, it's, just, it's super fulfilling work. So I love oh, it. Love it. All right. I'm going to link all of that in show notes, guys. Go check it out. And good luck on your spring cleaning. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, that is a wrap on our episode this week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, remember to hit that subscribe button and leave a nice little five-star review for this podcast. Maybe send it to a friend who you think might enjoy the show. I mean, your reviews and you passing along this podcast is what keeps us running. So thank you. If you want more from me, you can follow me on Big Kid Problems on Instagram and on my personal account at Sarah Merrill underscore Hall. Oh, also, you can check out my brand new pregnancy podcast called Bottle Service. Many of you know I am actually pregnant right now, and this new show goes through pregnancy week by week with me and actually gives a ton of information. It's kind of like getting the inside scoop from your pregnant best friend who will tell you all the shit no one else will about what pregnancy is really like. It's a lot of fun and actually really informative, so check it out. As always, I want to thank our sponsors for making this show possible. I've linked all our discounts and everything else you could want from this episode in our show notes. So make sure to check that out. And finally, I want to thank you for tuning in and supporting this show. There's a lot of ways you could be spending your time right now. So I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And with that, I hope you guys have an awesome week and I will see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.